That was uh, Karen Gorell from Yoga Journal. She's the editor-in-chief. Uh, and uh, so tremendously popular magazine in the, in the world of yoga. And Phil, I mean, I, I had no idea. I, I knew there were a lot of yoga practitioners. But since 2012, it's in the United States, it's gone from 20 million practitioners, however that's defined, to 36 million. It's almost doubled. I mean, can it continue growing or will it plateau at some point? Well, I, you know, I, the reason I asked her how they define practitioner, and, and I'm still not clear on that, is, you know, does it mean people who go to a yoga class once or twice a year? Does it mean, you know, people who uh, learned a few asanas and, you know, do them to stretch before they jog? Um, or is it people who have a serious yoga practice as a part of their spiritual path? It's very hard to know what is meant by that. Um, maybe we can uh, probe a little further and find yeah, out. Yeah, I think in a survey somewhere it defines it by some practices at least two, three hours a week, something like that. So it's somebody that's actually doing it, not like they took a class and never did it again. And yeah. um, I'm not surprised, although, uh, you know, a lot of people take classes. I, what I don't know is how many people practice it on their own at home, but I, I'm sure it's quite right. a few. And even if that number is exaggerated, it's still a heck of a lot of people. A lot of people. And, 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 yeah. and the amount of money spent on yoga accessories is extraordinary. And that's not something one can fake. Right. Although there's a lot of people who might buy yoga pants, you know, and stuff and just use it for, you know, lounge outfits. Um, <laughs> there was a New Yorker cartoon recently about uh, uh, something about how uh, people could have a yoga mat without ever using it. Yeah. Uh, I have <laughs> a couple of those. Just to carry around the streets <laughs> of New York. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, uh, if, if people want to have a sense of how far yoga has come in the culture, if you Google Elvis Presley uh, yoga scene in movie, there's a yeah. scene where he sings a song about yoga. It's probably from the... And yoga back at that time was like from another planet. But now it's why yeah. no, nobody's going to be looked at in an odd way if they say they practice yoga or even no. meditation anymore. So that's a that's, No, that's I mean, I, I remember, you know, sitting and meditating, you know, in a church pew or an you know, empty church or a park bench or something, and mm -hmm. people looking at me like I was, you know, crazy and wondering if I was, you know, needed help. <laughs> but, you know, now you see people sitting in, with their eyes closed or, or doing asanas on the beach or a public park and it's 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 just part of the landscape but you know i and i i i would love to see a, a survey uh that goes a little deeper into this notion of who's doing what and who's practicing what right um and like suppose if those 30 whatever million people are taking yoga classes. How many of them have a meditation practice? Right. How many are only doing asanas? Right. How many are doing, you know, fitness yoga or power yoga as opposed to more meditative practices? I mean, this would be, you know, a kind of interesting breakdown of, of that, but I don't know if anybody is right. doing so. Yeah, I mean, the, the good news is a lot more people are practicing it. Maybe the bad news, I don't know how you want to look at it, is it's, it's become yeah. an industry, uh, and right here in the, uh, in the survey, it says 
Uh, practitioner spending on yoga classes, clothing, equipment, and accessories rose to $16 billion in the U.S., up yeah. from $10 billion over the past four years. So once it becomes an industry like that, then there are other forces other than those of uh, spiritual development that are driving the industry and affect things. You know, that being said, it's, it's still good, you know, and, and there may be better yoga classes than others. And, and uh, sure. you know, uh, uh, Karen, you know, she represents a magazine that probably gets a lot of good information to people that helps people that need help, that helps people that are stressed out or whatever. But at the same time, and you brought this up, you know, they, they sort of define what yoga is and who practices it. And if you look at the magazine, and she said it'll, it'll be changing and be more diverse, but you see these, like, you know, look like uh, models uh, in these, uh, you know, expensive yoga uh, outfits uh, doing, uh, you know, all sorts of poses that the average person could, could never do. And so it becomes almost like a glamour magazine rather than something that's just for the, uh, the masses. And then right, people aspire but, you to know, look like that, yeah. And that, that's, you know, one could be cynical and say that yoga journal is part of the problem of yoga being reduced mm-hmm. to asanas and fitness and that it appeals, you know, to people who aspire to, to look better and to be glamorous and so forth. On the other hand, as she said and other people have said on our program, and as you said today, people get into something like asana practice or even meditation practice uh, for whatever reasons right. are most immediate in their areas of concern. Right. They have a physical ailment, they're worn out, they're stressed, they have anxiety, they're depressed, and you know if they stick to the practices and they see they work, those are often the doorways in, right. and then they find out there's something better. I mean, you and I came from the era when, when meditation was the, the principal uh, focal point of yogic practice, and asanas was secondary. But people came to TM at the height of TM's fame for what we would think of as superficial reasons also. Right, right. Yeah, know, I mean, uh, if somebody comes to me, Phil, and they say, uh, I'm going to practice yoga because, you know, I really want to get in shape and, you know, I want to look better for I'm I'm totally fine with that. I mean, go ahead. Sure. Uh, my guess is they're going to get a lot more. It was like when I, we taught TM. It was people came, you know, I want to start meditation because, you know, I want to get rid of these headaches. Or It right. wasn't necessarily for anything spiritual, but you get, let them do it, and, and then their uh, perception of it changes, and their desires change, and I've seen that... So, so I think anybody uh, should be encouraged. By the way, yeah. one, one By, of the uh, things, let me let me add yeah. something, Dennis. I think the responsibility of people in the yoga world, like, whether it's Yoga Journal or the yoga teachers or the owners of yoga studios and the people training yoga teachers, is to give the, all those people what they need and make it accessible to people at every level of interest, but let them know. I mean, I think that's a critical element is mm-hmm. to not lose sight of all that yoga really is and can be. Right, right. And I think that's important. And I think uh, some of the people I know teaching yoga, especially people that come from the tradition of Iyengar, uh, uh, they, they are very uh, strongly feeling that their particular tradition or system is best and that many of the systems are watered down or not as good. And you get into that with, with meditation and all as well. well sure. and, and I think ultimately, 
if you're out there listening, thinking I want to take yoga, what yoga class should I take? You know, ask friends that have been doing it. But I think the main thing is you take a class that you feel comfortable with. When we had Eddie Stern on, who's a very right. well-known yoga teacher in New York, that was the point he made. He said his uncle took him to the to a yoga class, and his his uncle loved it. But uh, Eddie said he hated it, and then right. he went on and and found yoga that he liked, and he's become one of the most successful. Uh, and I think be- one of the better teachers uh, in in the, in the yeah. United States. As as long as the teachers are grounded in the fullness right. of what yoga is and honor the tradition that yoga comes from, that is my main concern. Because right. if they are, then they will let people know what the fullness of yoga is, and and they'll gravitate toward it or not according to, you know, where they're at in life. Right. You just don't want it to be uh, diluted and distorted to the degree where, you know, people um, see it only as a fitness practice. Right, and, and also, and, and, go ahead. Yeah, no, you, go ahead. I, I'm just going to emphasize a point that I've heard you make before, and that is, so our listeners understand that yoga, the word yoga, doesn't necessarily refer to yoga asanas or hatha yoga. Yoga means wholeness, fullness that comes from a spiritually developed life. And uh, yoga asanas, which is most people when they hear yoga, what they're thinking of is the hatha yoga, the positions. That's one part of it. But there's, uh, you know, bhakti yoga, there's, uh, which is devotional, there's meditation, there's hatha yoga, there's uh, approaching it from many, many angles. But the goal ultimately being that, that full, well-rounded, well-balanced, fully balanced development. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, well, another one. Onward and, just, and upward. Ju- just one last statistic uh, from the survey. 34% of Americans or 80 million people, 8, oh, 8 million people say they are likely to try yoga for the first time in the next 12 months. So, wow. You know. Uh, I, wait, did you say 8 million or 80 million? 80 million. 80 million. This is right out of the Yoga Journal uh, survey. That's almost a, wow, that's a lot of people. Many well, let's folks. see how many actually do. Yeah, we'll see. All right, until next time. <laughs> okay. Over and out.